You don't need the thumbs up. No, I did. No, you don't. I, I love that it annoyed you. Like, you're looking at me. You're giving me thumbs up. I'm nodding. Okay, go. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. What's going See? on? Doctrine and Devotions <laughs> here. It's Doctrine and Devotion time, everybody. <laughs> this is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. I was so tired this morning. I was so tired when we first got together. We were hanging out oh, doing yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, you were I was and... miserable, and now I'm, you know, you I just, I'm energized by your presence. Aw, thanks. Mm-hmm. And by presence, I mean presence with a T. Mm-hmm. So I expect some goodies this year for Christmas. Everyone does. I know. Last me. year, I mean, last episode, I said I didn't expect anything. Oh, now you're uh, now it? I'm expecting things. I'm in a better hmm. mental state, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, you know, I was so tired. We were. I mean, I'm first expecting episode. something from you as well. No, oh, like what? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, we'll see. We'll, you'll stop. get something. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, yeah, yeah. You'll get something. So, how many New World cigars will it be this year? Uh, that you're gonna give me, or that I'm gonna give you? <laughs> first of all, I don't give you New Worlds unless it's I'm just giving it to you as a thing. <laughs> How many new worlds? Like, hey, man, oh, are you gonna splurge and give me two? The the last gift I got you was literally. Oh yes, it was literally. I use that. You know, I'm just gonna tell you, like, it's it's basically future technology. No, no, stuff. it is. Yeah, when I make it to space, mm-hmm. I will be able to write upside down. And but you'll be oh, the only guy there with a brass one. With a brass one. Yeah, everybody's got the little. So just so you know, thing. I was doing uh, some bank reconciliations mm-hmm. for the company, mm-hmm. and I was using that pen. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's pretty good. I was like. Uh, oh yeah! I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, check that off. The holidays. Double check. That's eighty cents off. Eighty cents. There was a, there was one notion, you know, the bank record and mm-hmm. what I had on file it was oh. like eighty cents off. Yeah, I had to figure that, that doesn't, out. That doesn't count. Not uh, in my world. That in like your that, world, no, 80, cents? eighty cents don't count. Uh, yeah, you, you realize you cannot reconcile unless. Yeah. I'm, exactly I'm reconciled to God through Jesus. I don't need to worry about <laughs> so, worldly reconciliation. You know what? When was the last time you you reconciled your books? Personal, personal finances. When was the last time you Jen reconciled? handles all my personal finances. So you have not done it. Uh, I'm I'm even going to say before you were married. No, I had my own checking account. I, okay, yeah. when did you reconcile it? Did you ever reconcile Did you yeah, actually reconcile yeah. it? Yeah, totally. I had I had to get a checking account when I was in school, uh-huh. and so my mom taught me how to do it. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Well, then, yeah. all right. but no, not in twenty four years. Twenty four years. No, Jen, Jen manages all, all the right. money. No, 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 no. Be reconciled. And here's the thing. I've been on it. I don't know if I told. Did I tell you what my CG is going to do for their New Year's Eve party? No, you have okay. not told me. All right, check it out. Here we go. I'm not going to mention who it is. All right, okay. Brian Edwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't. Was that pretty good? That was dead that on. Was, that was dead yep. on, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> so there. So and now you're going to guess whether you're going to guess the likelihood of me going to this thing. All right, okay? go. Because it's my CG. I don't go to stuff, but it's my CG. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I do go to that stuff. Okay. All right. So now, first of all, the New Year's Eve party starts at 11 p.m. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> yeah, Joe's not there. It goes till like two. You're not there. They have converted their garage into a literal axe throwing room you might go okay it changed okay. it up hold a little on. bit yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on hold yeah. on now you're at 40 percent. i'm 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 struggling a little bit here but you're at 40 yeah and let me hear the next thing uh no that's it that was that was the last piece of the puzzle is she allowing yeah she is so, so you're at 60 <laughs> it's too late dude i can't do it you're at 60. i i but i i 
You're Jen's going to go. Jen will be there. Of course. Yeah. Jen is not a- Jen's uh, a good person. Yeah, she's not a bump on the log. Everybody calls me a curmudgeon. You are. I don't even know what it means. It, it, just look at you. Go in the mirror. <sighs> That's, it's, you, you're really okay. not going to go? Oh, I, it's too late. 11 o'clock. Oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. When you say it's too late, here's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Is- you're going to stay up till two anyways Mm-mm. watching movies. Nope. Yes, I you do will. not. I do not. You do. I haven't you, in a long when's time. When's the last? Okay. Oh, you haven't in a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When's yep. the last time you stayed up late watching your shows in your garage? What's late? A cigar? What's late? Well, oh, one to two. Oh, goodness. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. It's it been was. months and months. Before okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were at one to two. So now you're only like to 11 now? 10 to 11 something. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty good for you. No, I'm, doing pretty, no, I'm no, trying no, to get up earlier. I'm trying to do some stuff. You know, I stand. Trying to. I bow to you. I'm trying to get the New Year mojo going, man, right, for the New Year. Right, you right. might know a little bit about the New Year mojo stuff if you would have showed up for the men's fellowship today when we I, all got together and we were like doing the thing I where I, I got to. Oh, no, don't you don't I, deserve. I don't, I don't think deserve. I deserve yeah. to be called out yeah. on the podcast. Boy, I, this this way. Keeping it real. Like, that's all we're keep doing. It real. Keeping it real. I, I'm about to body I, you, son. <laughs> I felt like I was gracious to you in. Yeah. When I was like, "Oh, oh, you've changed, yeah, and that's wonderful, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I support you." But you, you haven't this. changed because you're still <laughs> blowing. You blew off the men's thing, and they needed you today. You, you know, we were me talking today? about New Year stuff and the New Year and how to get ready for the New Year and what it means. I didn't know it was happening. Oh, uh, you should have known it was happening because it's been it was it's been emailed out. It's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not on those emails. Yeah. Oh mm. no, I am. I'm yeah, on I those emails. <laughs> yeah. No, man. It was uh, yeah, uh, Friday night date okay. night. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Nice. What'd you guys do? Uh. Well. We stayed home. Ah, cool. So, yeah. Date night in. Mm-hmm. So on Fridays, we started- What were the kids? This, uh, they were home, oh. but like they went to bed at 5.30. <laughs> How do you make a nine-year-old go to bed at, at that, that early? Quite quite easy. Really? Get to bed. Just say go. Go. So here's what we do. All right. So now, that's probably- They have, like a, movie. They have a watch a movie or something. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, they, they can read their books uh, in their room. Oh, that's right. They go to a classical Christian school. Yeah. Yeah. They don't watch TV. <laughs> so no, uh, once, you know, kind of COVID started, there was all that, you know, craziness. Got in the habit of doing kind of a date night in. And so we've chosen Friday nights or everyone does it on Friday. I shouldn't say it like it yeah. was like some new thing for us, but it works well for us because I'm gone all week. And so Friday night's kind of a special like, hey, I'm here for the weekend mm-hmm. and let's start the weekend right yeah. by sending the kids away. Okay. And so, you know, I make make a nice meal. So I made, made, a, mm-hmm. made a really nice meal last night. What'd you make? You know, in response to everyone tagging me in imitation crab, it's taken photos. off. It's it, taken off, man. It is disgusting. I'm telling I you right you now. Know, I, I, I'm, I'm leading another me, trend. Let, I'm leading another let wave. Me, let me tell you something. I I literally am disgusted when I see it. I'm telling and you, there right. are people that I look and they they do it. I'm like, why? Why would you eat this like that? Why would you do that? Why I don't get it. Anyways, so uh, we made some crab cakes. I made some crab cakes. Uh. Made some bacon wrapped scallops. So what kind of crab did you get? Did you get like the imitation crab? Like no. what are you talking about? No. Because Ethan getting... Gottfriedson, uh, oh, so yeah, gross. he's another guy. So Dude, gross. I'm a social media influencer. Fine. Did you that, see, you see what's influence? happening? Yeah. No, it's not about piety and it's, doctrine. Yeah, it's really it's about gross things. You know, on TikTok, I, there, but I do follow an account on TikTok that's like a cookie one. So like I, I do a lot of the food ones, right? Yeah. Like the cookie, I'm like, oh, you know, Gordon Ramsay or even just mm-hmm. other, like, like, People that are good. I'm yeah, like, that's I watch those too. Yeah. Those are good. But then I do follow this one and I don't want to say the name of it. Okay. But it's definitely of a different caliber of cooking. Utilizing an air fryer. Oh, yes. You know which kind yeah. of talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I, I'm mesmerized by yeah. it because I sit there well, like this. I'm gonna air fry this. It's always something. I'm gonna air fry this, and it's like the fridge is gross. The counter's gross. I won. There was like a cockroach dead. I'm like, this has to be somehow staged, but I don't know if it is. But it's really, really gross. And so like, a, it's like, anyways, I was fascinated by it. So yeah, made that, and then a uh, oh, I topped it off. So I, I had to go with the seafood theme, right? Because I've been seeing all this stupid imitation crap. You gotta cleanse the palate. Did a a, a shrimp on the pea Barbie risotto? Oh. Wait, shrimp and what? Pea risotto. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Are you kidding me? No, you're kidding me. I am shrimp and pea. Shrimp and pea risotto. Shrimp and pea. Shrimp and pea. Yeah. Shrimp and pea. Shrimp and pea. That's disgusting. It risotto. First of all, you do you even know what a risotto is? Of course I do. All right, what is it? You're, you're gonna knock that over. Then. I don't know. No, 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 just go ahead. What is it? A risotto? Yeah. Before, but don't don't. I'm you not Googling, Googling anything. Hey, you're Googling right now. I'll show I you am the photo. Not. Do you know what a risotto is? Of course I do. It's a what rice it? dish. It's, it's a stuff. northern Italian uh-huh. uh, rice uh-huh. dish cooked with broth uh-huh. until it reaches a creamy uh-huh. consistency. <gasps> is that your picture? That's why. That's why. You guys need risotto. to look at Jimmy. Jimmy, <laughs> I, did, you didn't put that up, did you? I did not. I know what's up, bro. Jimmy can cook. I can cook, bro. I'm telling Jimmy you, Jimmy can, can cook. cook. That's why. That's my crab cakes right there. Okay. See, right, whatever. Now, doesn't that look better? That looks better than your imitation. No. Crab. Oh, my Man, imitation crab so is on point. Anyways. I love sending Jimmy pictures of my imitation. Oh, crabs. it's so it's gross. New, I'm gonna do it again today. No, I, I guarantee really it. Think, I think it's disgusting. I All really right, so you're, so we're, Jimmy and I are gonna talk a little bit about what we talked about at uh, what the, Joe talked about. What I talked about at the men's thing, <laughs> and but I'm gonna learn about it. Wonderful. Well, it's basic stuff, and and Jimmy, like none of this is original or new. It really all actually began years ago, like in 1991, where Pat okay. Aldridge and I and a couple of other Christians were at this New Year's Eve party, and there was dancing. Now, what time? <laughs> yeah. There what was time people, was this at? There was loud music. Was it people, 11 o'clock at night? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a New Year's Eve party going, going through the New Year, going through the whatever. So it was like 91. So we were all there. But uh, How old were you? I don't know. I was born in 72. This is 91. What does that make me? 19? 19 years old. Yeah. Okay. So anyways. Sorry, sorry. I'm actually really, I'm fascinated by this story. So I'm a brand new Christian. I've been okay. a Christian for like a year. Okay. And so like we're at this party and there's Christians and non-Christians or whatever. Was Pat as cool then as he is now? Yes. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. my nose. Yeah. I almost snotted on myself. All right. Love you, Pat. Um, so uh, some of us kind of... Like around 11 something. Okay. We all went upstairs and we just got into this big walk-in closet, some, some rich people's house. And we got in there and we, and we just started to share, hey, what was good about this year? What, how did it work? What okay. did God do? Okay. And then how did we screw it up on our part? And what do we hope for next year? Oh, and we really, just, man, that's a great, 19 years old. You yeah. guys are asking those questions. So okay, then we, okay, we prayed okay. and as we were praying, we could hear them counting down mm-hmm. 10, 9, 8, doing that whole thing. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you were next to Pat, so you had to kiss him. No, you, no, you there was the, no kissing. You did the New Year's kiss. With there was Pat? no kissing, and uh, no, and I wouldn't kiss Pat anyways. So, you know, even back then. But so you heard them counting down, and you were praying. We were just praying, and that's how we brought in the new year. Wonderful. And so we did this with a group of friends for a few years after that, and that's sort of what I talked to the um, talked to the men about today was this idea of what does it mean to bring in the new year, or really to ring in the new year. What's, is it ring in or bring in for you, Jimmy? For me, it's ring in. It is ring in. You know where that comes from? Uh, the New York thing. I don't know. I really don't. I'm, I'm assuming the ball drop. I'm really Does the assuming. the ball ring? 
What rings, Jimmy? This is pretty obvious. No, what rings in a, yeah, in a city? The bells when it came in. But bells. The, the, they I, only rang when the, when the bell dropped or when the ball dropped. No. So Philadelphia would only do it no, once New, New York, York started. Yep. But I know. I'm just saying in Philadelphia, they only rang the bell because that's where the bell. The church bells have been ringing. No, but that's the one main bell. No. Freedom. All right. Freedom so here, all right here's the thing. Uh, before New Yorkers gathered around uh, in Times Square, yep. they used to gather around Trinity Church on Wall Street. Okay. Okay. No, no. Teach me. And I'm the gonna... bell would ring. Uh-huh. The bell would ring. Now the bell always rang because church church bells ring all the time for capitalism. But, yeah. Yeah. And free head. <laughs> free, free market. Freedom ring. Free, freedom, freedom ring. ring. Free markets. <laughs> capitalism. So um, stocks opened. So people gather around. So you ring in the new year, right? That's really the the, the oldest I think expression. And um, I, what I wanted to talk about was how do we how do we actually ring in a new year without it just boiling down to you know, superficial resolutions. And we've talked about this in the past a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important because I think when we talk about how most people are trying to finish up 2020, you know, if you ask, well, are you feeling strong or yeah. are you weak? Are you grateful or are you grumbling? Mm. There's probably a, both. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of us, there's people are just kind of beat up and tired. Yeah, And they're totally. ready for 2020 to go. And to, weary. The, yeah, they're weary of it. And and I mean, yeah, they're just they're just ready for it to be dead gone and buried and this is what's cool because you know when you're you're weary and you're tired and you feel like like this year has been rough like this year has been rough for people take out the 2020 craziness this year's been crazy anyways like in people's personal lives Mm. 2020 made it worse but then there's this isaiah 40 passage right and you guys know this isaiah 40 30 31 even youths or utes as uh (laughs) as joe pesci would say (laughs) Even I was thinking youths. I wanted to watch that movie the other day. Oh, it's so good. I love we that need to watch that. All right. Even youth shall faint and be weary. And that, listen, it's even youths because they have limitless energy, right? Mm-hmm, so even mm-hmm. youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In other words, as we're entering into another year, as weary as we are and as much apprehension as we might have for this next year, we can be confident that God gives strength and grace and Mm -hmm. power and earnestness and zeal to those who wait on him. So what I was encouraging the men to do was to, uh, this month in December, was to, and this is for men and women, it's for everybody, and we should be doing this all the time, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. especially now, take stock, assess, and to prepare our hearts and to prepare our lives for whatever is next, because something's next. Yeah. something's going to happen. So when you're, when you're doing that, Joe, when you're talking about taking stock and assessing and preparing, I mean, I think one of the ways is, is you need to be asking yourself some important questions, asking yourself some pointed questions, direct questions, intentional questions, Mm -hmm. um, and record the answers to that. So you could take stock, assess and prepare uh, our hearts for what's next. Cause you're not going to, I mean, it's weird if like you ask yourself a direct question and you lie to yourself. I mean, yeah, people people functionally live that way, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that as you're reflecting, you're being honest and saying, "Nah, you know what? I did not do well here." Yeah, you've, you, you, it takes a lot of honesty to do this, and you know, when you say record our answers, that's I think that's important, right? Like, I mean, actually, we once we get video going, you'll be able to see, but. I've got a, like stacks of journals behind me that are filled oh, yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and that's just where I put the ones for church when I'm done with them. Uh, and that doesn't mean that I'm spiritual or good. It just means it's a habit that I have, which is I like to write down what I'm studying and what I'm learning yep, in yep, these books. Same, yep. And so um, this is, listen, all we want to encourage you guys to do today 
is to ask yourself some important questions and, and, to, and to answer them and write it down as you lead into this next year. So we only got three things we're going to encourage you to do as you prepare for 2021. Number one is, what did God do in 2020? Ooh. Because it feels like I think a lot of us tend to think like well, God took a break. <laughs> Where was God in 2020? Is this his? Is this his sabbatical year? You know what? It could have been every uh, 2000 something years. I don't know what it is. Like uh, that God takes a break. 2020 years. Yeah. Well, no, it's not quite because Jesus oh, yeah, wasn't yeah. born. You, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. You got to figure. That's why I don't know. This. That's why I kind of like fudged <laughs> it at the <laughs> end. <laughs> so yeah, because a lot of people actually kind of feel that way. But the truth is, God is always at work. God's never inactive. I yeah. mean, even if you can't see it, He's not. Even if you can't see that He's active, we know that He's active because of everything the Scripture says. Yeah, Psalm one twenty one one to four. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He he who keeps you will not slumber. Oh. Like he's over there. He will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He don't sleep. No, he don't slumber. Yeah. And it, so it, 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 to say that he's not sleeping doesn't mean that he's uh, just awake. It means that he's active. He's involved. He's participating. He don't skip leg day. Never skip leg day. Never skip leg day. We always skip leg day. Ah. Uh, have we ever actually done leg day? No. no. Never have. We, well, we just I, skip I, it. We've done, we've done chicken leg day. Oh, man. <laughs> chicken leg day. We've done gizzard day. <laughs> we've done chicken thigh day. <laughs> chicken wing. Chicken wing day. All oh, those we've man. Done. We love those. Yep. Uh, but uh, all right. So, um, so here's the thing. One of the most important things that we can do in preparing for the next year is to look back and say, what did God do in 2020? And the two basic ways that we should be mm. looking to answer this is what did God do for you this year? And what did God do in you this year? Yeah. So when we're talking about what, how, what did God do for you this year? We're talking about how has God provided, yep. right? Where do you see his provision mm -hmm. uh, in your life in 2020? In what ways has God uh, maybe rescued you from yourself mm -hmm. and from your sin and, and right. maybe potentially from from danger or harm, right? Yeah. Uh, and in what ways has has you seen God extend his mercy to you, right? Not giving you that which you deserved um, and taking care of you when you never deserved that yourself. It's the idea of, uh, you don't need a top off. You're okay. Jimmy's you holding his glass have, out to me. To the that. top off like and that. it's full. Bro, bro. <laughs> All right. You know what? You started the podcast by calling me out for not going to men's fellowship. I'm just saying you're asking for a top off and you're topped off. Because it was open. Yeah, but it's fine. So anyways, to ask what has God done for you. Want you want to know what a curmudgeon is? Yeah. What is it? What is, I still, <laughs> right there. Oh, I'm at your point. Yeah, are yeah. you saying? You're the curmudgeon. You're the man? Are you Nathaning me right now? I am saying. Bro, you're, you're Nathan to I, my I, David? I, I, yeah, that's it. You, I am Nathan. Thou art the man? Thou art the man, curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> When we're talking about like what has God done for you and what has God done in you, uh, what we're talking about here is, is, is gratitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 grateful man, the the thankful man, is the is the one who is, well, more likely to praise and less likely to complain. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, thankful people aren't little babies. Yeah, to use a, a, a kind word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're 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 they tend to be humble and meek. Um lowly, lowly as our man Dane would say. Um 
So looking back to say, like, can I identify and write down what God did for me this year? This yeah. is really important. So look at those things, worldly, spiritual, whatever. And then what did God did in me? What did he do yeah. in me? Um, how has he caused me to grow? What did I learn? How have I changed? And I know that you, maybe you don't think that you have very much because you think, oh, I'm a loser, man. And I'm just, listen, uh, God isn't inactive. And so maybe the change has been small and incremental, but he's been doing something. Maybe he's just opening up your mind. Maybe he's changing your desires. Maybe you haven't seen the fruit from it yet, yeah, yeah. but he is at work. Can you identify that? And that's where we start. Look back on this year and note what God has done, because yeah. this is what God's people have always done. Take point of when he, the aspects of pruning that he is doing in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's just kicking your spiritual butt and saying like, and just convicting you and wrecking mm -hmm. you over your sin. Or maybe it's just he's beginning to awaken you to the idea that you've been spiritually cold. He's doing something. Yeah. So you note it because when God's people see that what he has done, they make note of it. They build monuments, right? They sing songs. They, uh, they, they look back and they go, in light of God's mercies, I'm going to offer my body as a living sacrifice mm. from Romans 12. So you have to be able to look back and say, what has God done? Because it's a reorientation to what has transpired. And now we look forward and we're anticipating what is going to happen in this next year. But while we're looking back at what God did, we also have to look at what we did. Yeah, we have to look and ask the question, how have I failed this year? And so this is not about... Uh, like beating ourselves up. This right. is not about self-flagellation, Jimmy. Flagel not flatulation. Gotcha. There's gotcha. a difference no, no, between no, no, no. flatulation I, yes, I, I now, and flagellation. As you say it out loud, yes. I, I could hear it. Flatulation yeah. has to do with the passing of gas. Or as we like to say at Redeemer, Jim's mighty wins. We do not say that. No everybody, one has ever said that. Everybody no says one's that. Ever said everybody that. talks about Don't. Jimmy's mighty wins. No one has it's ever fine. said that. Everybody, but it, but even so, Mrs. Beck. <laughs> why would you? You'd know... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Mrs. Beck has never said that. Don't even play. She's not. Thank you. Uh, but it is about self-examination. Right. Right. Second uh, Corinthians 13, five, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you mm. unless indeed you fail to meet the test? We examine ourselves to look at how we have failed, not to dwell on our failures, but to move towards righteousness and faith and dependency. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this idea of self-examination is throughout scripture. And when like, you know, you're pointing out the second Corinthians passage, it test yourselves. And, and he's talking to Christians. He says, test yourselves to see that you're in the faith. The, the, do you not realize that Christ is in you? I mean, unless you're not a believer is what he's saying, but Christ is in you. You actually are a, a father. You have all of this. So you need to examine yourself. You need to look carefully at yourself. And when we're talking about like self-examination for the purpose of looking at our sin, it's not to dwell on our sin, but to be moved towards Christ. It's mm. to be drawing near to him. And so we look at this passage in Psalm 139. Verses 23 and 24, where the psalmist says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, in David's search for his own faults, he doesn't rely on his own ability to diagnose his problems. He asks for divine help in seeing where he is going astray. Mm -hmm. Search me and see if there's any grievous way in me and then lead me in the right way. So when we're asking ourselves, how have I failed this year? It's not to beat ourselves up. It's to have a better understanding of who we are so that we can then lean 
into repentance. For example, in Romans chapter 2, and I think sometimes we think about repentance a little too superficially. A lot of Christians think about repentance as if it is really something for the non-Christian to do when mm. they come to Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's like they and, then, go, and then that's it. Repent once and we're done. Yeah, yeah. One and done. One and done. Yeah, yeah. So we look at like Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you? To repentance. Yeah. So we look at that and we think like, oh, well, that's that's for the non-Christian who has been living his life unrepentant, unbelieving, and God's patience is directed towards them. And it it, it just should be leading them to repentance, but instead they're presuming on it. We just sort of dismiss it as if that's not the same truth for us today as Christians. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Acts eleven eighteen. this repentance that leads to life. Right, right. right. And so, yeah, this, this eternal life, this, um, this life in God, but then also really a fulfilling and sanctified life abundant life abundant right? life yeah that we're yeah that that's a continual repentance that you're talking about joe or revelation 20, uh, 2 2 to 5 mm. i know your works your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my namesake, and you have not grown weary. So here, I mean, John's talking about, he's got this vision, and it's it's about uh, uh, believers. He's talking about the yeah. church. You've done well. Yeah. You've called out false teachers. You've tested these yep. these, these teachers. Uh, you've, imp- you've endured patiently for my namesake, and you've not grown weary. These are four. believers. These are believers. But I have this against you. They abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. That's, I mean, that's one of my favorite repentance passages. Yeah. Right. And um, because not only does it say that your need to repent is in many ways tied to your love for God or the waning love that you might Mm -hmm. have for God, Mm -hmm. but then it gives you this very specific sort of instruction. Can you see from where you have fallen? Can you can you look at your life and go, wow, you know what? God was doing X, Y, and Z in my life, and I was walking in communion with him, and I was relying on him, and I was, by his grace, learning to obey him in increasing measure. But I have, in my decreasing love for God, I have fallen away in some way. And so the command is to repent, but it says to do the work you did at first. Mm-hmm. which is big for me because like I can remember key times in my life when I find myself spiritually cold, spiritually complacent, spiritually lazy, whatever, in a backslidden state in some way. And when such diagnosed, I go, okay, so what, how did I get here? What was I doing then? And what was God doing in me then that's not happening now? And I can usually find a disconnect. Like, okay, wow, back then I, w- I had relationships with other men who knew exactly what was going on in my lives and they would speak into my life and challenge me and hold me accountable. Or, you know what was happening back then? Is I was really taking worship seriously and I was singing with a full heart mm. to the Lord and I was making the most of the means of grace. And right now, like, I'm not doing that. So this whole idea of you have to return to these old ways, you have to return to those, those, uh, those works that you did at first that are basic and fundamental. And so I, this whole idea, right, how have I failed this year? You should mm-hmm. look at this year and determine how have I failed by simply asking where do I need to repent? What needs to change, right? What needs to change in my life that has gotten out of whack? And what will repentance look like for me specifically? 
because it's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, um, what are the heart issues that, that I need to address? Yeah. What help do I need to get? That's really important, right? Because it, even if you begin to identify the heart issues, not just like, let's just say it's pornography, right? Let's just say it's lust. Mm-hmm. I was just having a great conversation. Remember Raleigh Sadler, we had him on here not too long ago um, yeah. with let my people go. We were talking about pornography uh, a couple of days ago and we were, we were talking about this, how like guys will say, Hey, I'm really struggling with porn. When what they mean is I'm using porn. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. more like a drug thing. It's like, you're not struggling because men struggle with pornography all their lives in America because we live in a pornographic culture. Yeah. So you're always going to struggle, but are you using it? That's the question. And so like, what does repentance look like? Well, you can say like, well, I need to, I'm lusting and I'm like looking at women and pornography or whatever. Okay. So there are the, like kind of the external things like, well, I need, how can I block pornography from my life is one issue, but the heart issue is different, right? Mm. Like, like why am I drawn to what is happening inside of me that leads to it is one thing. But Jimmy, you said, what help do I need to get? Yeah. Which I think is important because we, most of us, I, I tend to think like I can handle my problems on my own, but I can't. I could do it. I got this. I don't, don't, don't bring me the stool. When I was a little boy, mm-hmm. my parents used to laugh hysterically because when I was trying to do stuff and they wanted to help me, like, let me help you. My response was always do it myself. Always been that way. Yeah, you have. Yeah. And if, have. even when I couldn't, even when I can't still do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so back off. Everybody back away. <laughs> let me be. So then Joe has been talking about, uh, what is it that God's done? What is it we've done? Mm. I mean, we need to be asking, what is then our prayer for next year? That's big, right? Because I think if if you can look back and say, here's what God did in 2020, I and maybe you missed it, but now you see it, right? Mm-hmm. What did God do? And then you start to think, like, how have I failed? What has been my my struggle and what has been my, my, my sin problems? And I'm going to address repentance. Then you're able to look at the next year and go, all right, what is the thing, the the thing that only God can do. Yeah. Yep. Like what, what do I desperately need him to do for, for me? If you're married for my wife, if you have kids for my family, like uh, maybe, maybe it's for your church, but you should be able to begin to articulate. There are one or two or three very specific things that you desperately mm. need God to do and want God to do. And that needs to become your prayer for this next year. Would you call that like a theme? I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Have a theme. I mean, listen, you're going to pray for a million things next year, right? A million. Okay. Well, maybe you'll pray for uh, 25. <laughs> but <laughs> some people are going to pray for 25. A some million. people are going to pray for <laughs> one million prayers. Um, so let's just say, like, you're going to have a lot of prayers. But there should be, especially if you have a household. Now, your household could be you and your roommates. Or it could be you and your wife and your kids, right? So household is going to vary from like mm-hmm. situation to situation. But like let your household know this is what needs to happen. This is what I need. This is yeah. what I need yeah. God to do. This is my desire in my heart. Let your theme be known to your household. Let them, let them know like uh, what you want to see God do, what you're dependent on God for, and what you're going to be consistently praying for. Mm. Because um, I think a theme not to be artificial about it is simply the passion, the desire of your heart. That's not going to yeah. d- diminish until God gives you a definitive answer. All of this to say, most of us need to do a better job of, of, of being preppers. 
Yeah. Because you know you got the preppers out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of with those their bug out bag with a bug out bag. Yep. With the bug out vehicle mm -hmm. with the three months or six months worth of food supplies mm -hmm. in their basement that you can buy online. Here's the thing: a lot of those preppers, they just plan. They just like prepping. It's mm -hmm. fun for them. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's like a thing. And then other preppers are crazy. They're conspiracy mm. theorist mm. nutty nutters. Mm. And then there are others who are just like, hey, I just like to be prepared just in case you never know. Mm -hmm. But here's mm -hmm. the thing. We're Which not, one are you? Here, uh, here's, here's me. I'm not prepping for what probably won't ever happen. I'm prepping for what's definitely going to happen. Which is? 2021. It's going to happen. That's the <laughs> point. We have to prepare for what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that um, whatever is next, we want to be ready for it. Yeah. Right. You need to prepare yourself for whatever next, and you need to be, be be prepared. The way that I've been putting it, and the way that I put it for the guys is, and it's gonna sound really cheesy. I don't care. Like I, I, I really don't. But it helps me. If you're gonna be preparing yourself yeah. for next year, yeah. write it down. It's good. And pray it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, catchy. come on, write it's it good. down. Yeah, yeah. And pray it pray up. Pray it up. Yeah, you know, I see what you did. That's good, right? Because you, you got to write it uh, down. Uh -huh. I want you to articulate it. Uh -huh. I want you to know it. Uh -huh. But yeah. then you gotta pray, pray it, it up. up. Yeah. Yeah, you like that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like it. No, 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 it's good. Okay. It's good. I feel like it's good, like a C minus good. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, I mean it's giving, catchy, it's memorable. You're giving me the look. like no, it's no, like no, a, no, 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 I'm just saying. You're looking like you're a proud papa of a kid that's last in his class, but he actually passed the test by the skin of his teeth. That's how you're looking at me right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it's, it's, I'm going to remember it. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Diva or on Facebook slash Dr. and Devotion. You can head to the website, drdevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Go to the store, jofostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Over on the website, we've also got blogs and video content. Always remember, write it down, pray it up. Later.